Hi, welcome to Really Telling It Like It Is. I'm Apostle Baker J. Baker, and I am so excited. Look, send this, share this, share it with all your broke friends, share it with your friends that think that they're wealthy, share it with those that don't have a real understanding of finances, kingdom finances, and all of this. This series, I mean, it's going to be a series uh, uh, with uh, Ron uh, Jolson that I'm, I have as my co-host, as my guest on this program, is going to be phenomenal. We're going to discuss, we're going to throw things back and forth, and I'm not going to try and introduce him to you. I'm going to allow him to do that himself. So without any further whatever it is that I would be doing, I want to tell you, come on in, Ron. All right. <laughs> Ah, it's great. This is exciting. We've been looking forward to this for a while, haven't we? <laughs> yes, we have. Tell the people a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to get into the four-legged table or the uh, the mind thoughts about prosperity. And I'm going to mute when uh, in between times. I find out that that's better because then that people don't have to have all the noise that comes from behind. Sure, so. sure. Well. Um, so, I mean, professionally, uh, I work for Northwestern Mutual, and I'm responsible or have been responsible for the company's uh, $300 billion general account. So that is all of the assets that stand behind the promises of a life insurance company. Uh, and so, uh, you know, we, our role at this company is to keep our promises, and that, that sounds uh, very consistent, uh, I think, with our biblical walk, with our Christian walk as well. So uh, while that is what I do uh, on the side, I'd like to think that my focus really uh, is on the kinds of things we're talking about today. I, I like talking to people uh, about ways, maybe different ways to think of wealth from a kingdom perspective. Uh, and, um, you know, as in, as in many things in our walk, if you seek the kingdom first, a lot of other things can follow. Uh, and I think getting things in the right order is what, what this is going to be all about. Uh, so we'll see where we go, but that's a little bit uh, about me. And uh, Apostle, let's go wherever you want to go. Okay. One of the things that I was thinking about in this is I think sometimes we, uh, I have this uh, that I really believe the Spirit of God gave me. And he says, you know, before you can get to handling kingdom wealth, number one, you have to go through kingdom prosperity, and then you go into kingdom riches. And then, uh, that, then that shows forth the honor that you're able to walk out. And then you are qualified to help to handle my wealth because you don't have any needs and there's no greed, there's no anything. It's like going into the Holy of Holies where none of it is about you. Your name is not even mentioned or whatever because in Deuteronomy 8.18, he says, it, remember, 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 after you got all this stuff, Remember, that is me, the Lord, your God. And those words that we will eventually get into, the Lord, your God, who has given you the authority or the mandate to get the wealth so that I, so that he can establish his covenant in the earth. And so that's what we're taking people. But here is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to actually start to get into what uh, uh, Christian church prosperity is, church world uh, Christian uh, uh, prosperity is, and then probably on our next program, we'll be able to get a little bit into uh, what kingdom is. 
So we're going to talk more about what most people think it is uh, that it is not. And then we'll start to go from there. How does that sound? That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds okay. good. So uh, um, you know that there is a difference between Christianity and the church age and where we are in the kingdom. So uh, why don't you talk a little bit about, because you have a number of people, you have people that you've dealt with over the years also. And what do people, how do people normally think about money? How do they normally think about this? Uh, uh, I, I, you know, just go ahead and, and, and open some things that we're talking about how people think. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things they, they think that they think about the most is they, there tends to be a self-reliance when it comes to money. And it, it, is, it is absolutely throughout the Christian community as well as outside. But even in the Christian community, um, there's very little reliance on God. It, it is almost a complete self-reliance. And even when people will acknowledge that, uh, you know, it all belongs to the Lord and, and at first they may say those words, but the moment they experience a little bit of prosperity, it all of a sudden shifts right back to the individual. And, and you know, maybe this goes back to the, um, the beginning of the Protestant Reformation or Protestants coming to this country, the, the strong work ethic. It's, it's all about me and I can succeed. And then lo and behold, when I do succeed, um, well, that just proves the point, doesn't it? It proves the point that it's it's my hard work. It's all about me. It's my capabilities. And, you know, you know, the Lord really didn't have that much to do with it. Well, of course, I I do pray. And and, and of course, I, I acknowledge that God is sovereign. Uh, but it's it's really first all about me. Uh, and, and that's really the first place that people are. They may not say it, but what's deep in their heart. And, you know, you talk about the um, progression that we're going to get to. Uh, it, it really is about moving uh, maybe from the 18 inches from the head to the heart, not in terms of salvation, but in terms of how we need to start thinking about wealth. So there's just a lot in that journey, uh, because even for uh, someone like myself, it's easy to get caught up in the world's view of making money. And I can go, wow, I made a good trade today. Wow, we did this. I did that. Okay. Or was it the still small voice that told you something when you, when you prayed about it? And, and so there's, uh, there's a lot here. But that's the, the way I would answer that question uh, first. Okay. You know, uh, you were saying a number of different things. And I look at some of the things that I see. You know, I'm a therapist also. I'm a doctor in psychology. And so I look at the psychology of things, I look at the biblical psychology, and then I look at the kingdom of God psychology. Mm. The, the word Christian is a word that uh, I, I think you alluded to this the other day, or someone alluded to this the other day, that um, uh, when we start to look at the word Christian, they were first called that in Antioch. And it was because they first identified those that did not have a covenant, those that had come into the things of Christ and started to look like uh, uh, what it was that they were, uh, that, that Jesus was supposed to look like and act like. Well, that's a far cry, but still in all, it was the people of Antioch. It was the world's people that were the nomenclators that gave them the name. 
And anyone that gives you the name gets right, has the right to identify what that should look like. It's just like in the very beginning, God said, you know, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. And uh, the, the law of first mention comes back into this. And when we look at the law of first mention, if we look at what had happened in the beginning, what happened was this, God supplied, he let us know about the river that uh, that ran by this gold place that had all of these riches. He let it be known. He let Adam know all of these different things that he had supplied, that he had done, that he had, that he wanted him. He positioned him. I'm looking at, I have uh, the, the uh, acronyms or whatever it is that you call it for the word prosperity. And I use the first word is proper positioning. The P to me stands for proper positioning. And in that proper positioning is proper positioning and where I need to stand in this thing that's called money, that's called prosperity, that's called that. And so the first area that I believe that we need to really uh, uh, deal with and judge is how do we think about our position? Now, am I in this position of in the image and in the likeness of God to even enter into anything? So um, I, I know I said a bunch, but I'm going to pause and allow you to go ahead and, and uh, uh, talk because we're going to do this back and forth. This is not well, my program. I want you to know something. <laughs> the people are going to tell you something. They're going to tell you. Here it is. Dr. Baker got run on her program. When is she going to let him go? When says so, which may be a long time, because this is a deep subject. So it's none of your business. So don't be praying. Let my people go. Let Ron go. Because it ain't happening. Okay, we're doing this together and we're going to break open some things because your life, our lives, our lives as this corporate body, our lives as this 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 cluster of grapes, it means a lot to both of us. So anyway, I just wanted to let you know we are going to do this for a while. And his wife might even come on some of the programs and help <laughs> this. Well, you, you you called it because what you've done, of course, is you've triggered a couple of thoughts. And that's why this works so well, because that's, well, that's what you do. And so what you triggered, the first thing is you mentioned Genesis. And, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about first fruits. And, you know, the word, the, the word that's actually used in Genesis early on um, in talking about in the beginning, that's actually the same word or the uh, root word for first fruits. So the Lord has set this pattern in motion. And you mentioned the Golden River. You could talk about all of Eden. But the point is, he laid out the first fruits for us to enjoy. And lo and behold, that creates the pattern, right? So, so we know from um, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. But he started it. He modeled it for us. And, and you, when you mentioned Genesis, you made me think of it. The other thing you said was uh, it's possessions. It's so much more than what we typically think about. So if you go back to um, 
what the word means. It's trans. It's from Hebrew. The word hone. It means wealth, riches, substance, gain for oneself, a high status among a group of any sides. It means honor. So there's honor in the possessions. We honor the Lord with our possessions. He honors us when he started the cycle. People don't think of it that way. There's this tremendous cycle. And of course, honor comes from kabod, which is, you know, glorify, which means heavy, which means weighty. So all of this is so much more than just what you might possess. It's really everything. Uh, that makes us, and, and you said Christian, but really makes us with Christ in our heart, with the Holy Spirit inside. We we are blessed truly with all of that. And it's possessions is such a small, terrible English word. I would say maybe Christian isn't a great word. Possession is a terrible word because it's so much more uh, than possession, right? So um, it's got, it's the substance of our life as well as who we are. It's all of a person. Uh, that's really what that word means. It means all of a person. So now we start to begin to think when we get away from the things, not to the things, but to who we are. Now you're starting to get into a, a little bit more of a kingdom definition of what we're talking about here. And that cycle of blessing starts with the Lord, and then we get to see the benefits of it, of course, when, when we continue in the cycle of first fruits, when we honor the Lord. And we, we honor him and we glorify him by what we give to him. And he then turns around and sends it back our way because he loves us and honors us in just as much. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was looking at something in one of the Targums I have. Um, or Targaroms, or however you pronounce it, doesn't matter. And he, uh, as he was talking about, see, we have to, I, I, I think, in our thoughts and what we're doing, I mean, it may just take us the whole month of December to just start to break this thing down because I'm not in a hurry. One of the reasons that I'm not in a hurry is this. I have seen so many people in the in the church i have seen so many people that call themselves kingdom citizens mm. mentally emotionally psychologically financially physically relationally i mean they are jacked up and and and, and what i mean by that is I, I i think what has happened is in the past we have been in a hurry and we have jumped into the middle or jumped into where it is that you and I are, or you are, or I am, or whatever it is, wherever it is that I am. And I've taught uh, 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 from, a, you'd start to teach from a place of where you are, rather than saying, Lord, here is this group of people. Show me your people now. Show me what they need now. And so in, in delving into that, and that's why I think, that the P in that word uh, prosperity, meaning proper positioning, proper position. Um, and and, and out, out of this Targum, what it says, God, this is so powerful, Ron. It says, God fashioned words with these words. He fashioned words with these words. So that means he pictured, he uh, just like he fashioned Eve, out of out, out of Adam, he fashioned words, so he had a picture for it. It's 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 like um, 
it, it, it it's uh with that frequency he fashioned it with the rhythm he fashioned it with the frequency he fashioned it with the vibration he fashioned it it was his alg algorithm it was like he put every number everything every part of his dna in these words in order to say let there be now out of me let the light let the illumination let this brightness let this thing be because I believe that this first uh, let there be light, because you go through all the rest of it, is saying, let the world, let this be known, let this be so that they can receive it. Let the illumination, let the light, let the intelligence, let the, let the God being, let the God being be seen now so that all of these other things can come to pass because it was so dark. And I think that we have such a benighted uh, group of people when it comes to this. And because people uh, uh, listen, many people listen with an already knowing ear. See, when I listen to you, I give you a piece of paper like this. Nothing's planned. Why is that? Because otherwise, all we're doing is talking at each other. We're talking at each other. We're 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 word playing, or or we're trying to show how much we know. But no, I want to pull out of you, and what you said, pull this out of me until I'm looking at this, and I I, I talk about this before, but I have never seen it like this before until you spoke about that. And the first fruits, I mean, it's, it's not only do we do first fruits in our congregation, but the thing of it is, is that we are this first fruit. We are this first fruit. And, and if we can't see that is who we are and what we do has to have corresponding action. It has to have corresponding thoughts. I'll say this and then I'll let, I'll, I'll mute and let you talk. But, uh, but one of the things that I say, people do what they do because they believe what they believe. And we're going to get into the thoughts, the beliefs, and, 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 and all of those things. But people do what they do because they believe what they believe. And most of what we believe, most of what people believe is incorrect. It's not in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. Go ahead. Yeah, you, you, may, you just made me think of something. Um, think about Joseph. Joseph was incredibly blessed, uh, blessed by Jacob, blessed, blessed by God. Uh, he was, he was loved more than the others. Now, God is not a respecter of persons, uh, but there was something about Joseph that Jacob, um, and Israel, same person, uh, basically saw in him. And I, I think it was two things, you know, what Joseph was, was made prosperous because he had a certain intimacy with the Lord, right? Uh, the, the, the brothers were waiting for their inheritance. They were waiting, but J Joseph had a plan. And, and, the, and the plan was to save the kingdom, right? Through his seven years of, of saving. It wasn't personal. It was the kingdom that he was, the kingdom now defined as, a, as Egypt, but okay. A kingdom nonetheless, and I think the parallel is the same. He had this intimacy with God and his what was going on in his head, and that's what you're talking about, what was inside his head. It wasn't to get something. It was to help. It was to, he interpreted those dreams, and he basically, um, he had a plan for prosperity, and the Lord honored it, and he had that intimacy. 
and and that's and that's kind of really what what we're all what we want to try to do is to be like joseph we want to our prosperity has to be driven from the way we think uh, and that's what you're talking about the way we think our closeness our uh, with god our obedience to him uh, and and how we can show that we are obedience and then the response um, is for, not for personal benefit, but for the kingdom. Now, as a result of that, did Joseph get personal benefit? He did, but it was never his motive. And motive is, is the importance. It's, it's throughout our entire walk, isn't it? I mean, motivation, we can, we can talk about uh, wealth, but motivation is everything, right? What is our motivation for godly living it's it's not to be saved we were already that was determined on the cross it's because of what we've been given uh, and if our good works is out of i because you love the lord and because you want to please him uh, that's the right motive for good works and it's the same thing with wealth there's an absolute parallel and mirror from salvation to the whole the wealth side of things which is what is what is your motivation I feel like one of those actors, you know, what's my motivation, director? Um, the motivation has to be pure. It has to be kingdom-based. It has to be God-driven. I like that quote. <laughs> yeah, I do, too. You know, as you were talking about that, here's another thing that came forth. And, and going back to Genesis and, and, and where it talks about um, how God made us in his image and after his likeness. Mm. Now, himself obeys himself so if he himself obeys himself what gives us the right or what gives us the arrogance or what gives us the the idea that we can be in his image and after his likeness and not obey him the way that 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 he that he has said that he wants to obey that he wants us to obey and in doing that I mean, here we are, we're supposed to be, we are the image. We're supposed to look like the image and the likeness of who it is that he is. But how can this be if we are doing things our own way, having our own thoughts? I mean, I'm yeah. just way ahead of myself. No, but no, no, no. You're, you're, you're onto something because I think what happens is our soul gets in the way of our spirit. Uh, what you're talking about is that image is part of the spirit. The soul gets in the way. And when, when we translate that over to the wealth side of the world, what we're trying to say is get, generating wealth appears to be a soul kind of activity. But we need to figure out how to go back to what we were created for, that image, and make it a, um, a spirit-filled activity, if, if that makes sense. It does, because, see, in the very beginning, he created Adam with a prosperous soul. See, Adam had a prosperous soul. That's why he could go into wealth. But see, here it is right here. We can't go into wealth. We, we have not gone through the stages of having a prosperous soul. And having a prosperous soul means I think the way that God thinks. I think right. I think about others. For God so loved others that he, he 
things to us. He gave himself. He did what it was. That my life is truly not my own. That my life has been purchased. It's been purchased with something much greater. It let us know that my life has been purchased with something greater than silver, gold, money, uh, and angels and people couldn't do it. So a life for a life. And this is the thing. What did Paul say? He says, I pour out. He says, I am a drink offering. But what happens is this. You know, Apostle Cal was on. We did the uh, Tell It Like It Is, the Kingdom Way yesterday. And he said something that I thought was so great. And, 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 and one of the things of it is, is this. As we do this, who is seen? Who do we talk about? Who gets the pats on the back? Who gets to telling how great you are, how great it is? We should be singing that song. Here it is, how great I am, you know, instead of how great thou art, you know. And, 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 and that's what it is. But in the, pro in the process of this, in the process of this, Adam had a prosperous soul until he started to think about himself, a prosperous soul. See, this is why I say you can't get to wealth. I don't even talk about wealth to people because until you go through prosperity, and that's about that's in that soulish realm. And then you with a prosperous soul, then you're able to handle riches. We haven't even seen riches. I don't care how much money people think they have, how many trillions, quadrillions, whatever the numbers are, there's nothing to what it is that God wants to release. <clears throat> but without a prosperous soul, how are you going to have riches and how are you going to walk in this honor? Because if you don't honor, see money at money and those things, they have to be respected also because yeah. they ears, money speaks, money talks. Okay. And 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 I I think as we get into this, I mean, I'm so excited today. Where I'm just going all kinds of places and, <laughs> and, and and all of that. But we have we have a couple of minutes left. So go ahead and and, and on so this I have to give you, I mean you you put it out there. I have to give you an example of what you said. And, and it relates to my own career. I noticed something very interesting. My entire career changed when I came to a realization that it was more about the people that worked in my organization than it ever was about me. And when I started to look for ways to make them prosper, to kind of show off my people to the senior people who run, run the company, uh, when, when I could basically help people who work for me achieve new goals and achieve mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. prosperity, if you will. Um, my whole career changed. So the Lord honored it uh, when I made it no longer made it about what I was trying to do, but really <laughs> about the people that work for me. That's exactly what you're talking about. We, we have to get away from the self part of it. And, and, and these weren't, by the way, necessarily Christian believers. Some were, but God loves all of them. Okay. They're his people. Uh, and, and that, that is what, what we, I think we are on this earth. We're supposed to be the light going up to the darkness. Uh, we're not supposed to be in, you know, a light waiting for the darkness to come to us. And so yeah. when that changed uh, in my life, I noticed, wow, all of a sudden I was kind of doing less, but getting more. That's it. Because the more was the less that I was doing was more about other people. That's and it. I, I believe the Lord uh, completely honored that in, in my own personal life. I, I think that this is the reason that we're doing these programs, because it's a ditto type thing. When I realized something that my life, even last year, 
uh, I, I may not be able to say all this, but even last year when they thought I was going to die and I realized that my, my life, what was my life about? And I couldn't die. When he asked me, do you want to live or do you want to die? And I said, I can't afford to die right now. There are too many people that need what it is that I have. It wasn't about just my family. It wasn't about what it was for me. And But my whole idea, my whole mindset changed. And on our next program, oh, we got to go. On our next program, we're going to talk about that. This is Apostle Baker, Jay Baker, who is a doctor in psychology, and Ron Jolson. And we're here really telling it like it is. And this is the first of that. I'm telling you, tell your friends, your enemies, the broke people, the wealthy people, whatever it is, tell them they need to join us. And we will be back next week when we're really telling it like it is. Bye-bye. <laughs>